Okay, so today's daf is daf chaf he, and we try we, this. Let's remember two different machlokot that we we're dealing with yesterday. First is Rebbe, and um, we'll, we'll see. Let's go in order: Rebbe Yossi and Rebbe Yehuda. And that is if they were speaking to if he's speaking to a woman, he gives her kiddushin, kesef kiddushin, but doesn't say harayt mekudeshetli or this is this is your kesef kiddushin. Rebbe Yossi says, look, it it works. With Rebbe Yehuda says tzarich lefaresh, just like with with pidyon ma'asoshein. That's that that machloket. Importantly, what we also said though is that if that's if they were also that's only if they took their mind to other matters. That's where we have the debate. In other words, they were talking about getting married and they're talking about other matters. That's when we have the debate. However, if there was still oskimbo tonyan, if they were still talking about kiddushin, then everyone agrees that it's if he hands it over, it's considered uh, husband hands over the money or the get, it's considered mekudeshet or mekudeshet. That's number one. Then we said, well, maybe that's connected to the debate between Rebbe and Rebbe Natan. If you recall, we're talking about a case where a woman says to her husband, so a woman says to a shaliach, I want you to receive my get. When he comes to the husband and presents his uh, position and what he's been charged to do, we saw a debate regarding if the husband then goes ahead and says, um, well, take it, uh, uh, receive it, whether it's, oh, sorry, I should say, take it to her, whether that's considered changing the shlichot at all. We saw quite clearly was a break that says, if he says, e if she, I can't have you be the shliach Kabbalah, rather want you to take it, then there's no question. The question, the, the, the debate we saw between Rebbe Nath and Rebbe is if you use the Lashon of, uh, well, let's get it right, Holichula, um, Natnula, because he didn't say e if she according to Rebbe, well, it's the assumption is you're going based on the shlichot that you presented yourself. Nothing's changed. Despite the fact that the Lashon of Holichi might sound like, I want you to act as a shlech halacha. Whereas Rabbi Natan said that, um, that it would make a difference, right? The change in lasha makes a difference. So therefore, just to recap, this is, this is the last bits of Chavdal, that I'm a bit, it says, But if he says, which sounds like a lasha, I'm making my shlech then he can be choser. However, sounds like a lasha that is a language that is acting as a shlech kabbalah. Um, under the instructions the wife originally gave the shaliach, and therefore, imrat Okay. So now that what the Gemara presents is, is a kasha on real on both opinions. Now, Reb Chaim here points us to Besech Begitin, really, where this uh, sugya is, um, in Yerushalmi much later on. And to really explain this little piece here, uh, I'm basing on the Korban Eida that is there in Gitin, just this little piece, because that's what Reb Chaim says, but it, it, to fill in the gaps makes it a little bit easier. He says, is the, the Gemara assumes at this stage that the Machlok between Rebbe and Rebbe Natan is both in the case if he says Holech or, ha, um, or Heilach or Helach. Now, what's the difference between the two? So let's go step by step. Thus, the Gemara says, if there's a debate in both cases, Kasha al Rebbe in the case of change the words here, Holech, why? That sounds like it's Mididiburi. If he says to the Shaliyah, her Shaliyah, Holech, that would sound like that I want you to be a mashliach holacha. So why is it the Rebbe, um, the Rebbe says he can not be choser? Right? It sounds like, in other words, why isn't it, why doesn't Rebbe interpret that situation? This mean it, it's a complete change. Similarly, the kasha Rebbe Natan, because if it says halech, that sounds like I want you to go as you were instructed. But that sounds like it's midibu ra, according to her instruction. So why is it imratza lachzir loyachzir? Um, so uh, so why is it that he says 
that um, if it's halach, it sounds like according to her instruction, why is it that Rabbi Natan says that he should be able to be chozer? Okay. In other words, just to get this uh, completely clear, in other words, the, the assumption of the Gemara, you know, I'll read what, from the Korban Aida. It says, uh, I've sort of copied it in my Gemara, I'll lift my other Gemara downstairs. It says, Kasaba Hashas, Beino Holech, Bein Halach, Pali Rebi 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 Natan. The Kasha, I've got a Kasha. My time at the Rebi Beholech. In the case of Ha Ikela Meimar, De Akar Shlichuta. If he says Holech to the Shliach, I want you to go, take it, meaning like transport, it sounds like Holech. It sounds like he's Akar Shlichuta. Why does Rebbe then say that he can't be Chozer? Because if, if you're switching the top gear, you should be able to be Chozer at that point. Meaning, if you use the language of Heilach, it sounds like I want you to act as a Shliach Kabbalah, as you're instructed. So what is Rebbe Natan saying? That's the you could be Chozer. That's what it seems to be a kasha. That's the kasha that Gemara presents. So uh, Rebbe Chuna says, Amar shlucho v'shlucha. Now what's his answer? What's, what are we doing when it says nase shlucho v'shlucha? To be faithful to our, you know, our direction, I'll explain that Rebbe Chaim, but then I want to go back to the Korbaneda because it gives a really fascinating explanation there in Gitim. But what the, I'll read Rebbe Chaim. He says, Ad Rebbe Natan Metaretz. It's Metaretz when she Rebbe Natan. Now there's Debisha Amar lo hey lach, in the case we had a kasha when it says hey lach, and we said that Rabbi Natan said you can be chozer still, even though it sounds like hey lach means do as you're instructed, I mean you're acting as shliach kabbalah. Because um, it says, lo ha amarta, do exactly like you said. As a, or mashma, however, also implies, um, but I also want you to shliach to take it. Hilkach, in other words, it sounds like Heilach, according to Rabbi Natan, is a suffix exactly how we interpret it. Meaning, is it, is, is, we don't know if he's being Oker Hashlichut, I want to act as Mashliach or Hashliach. Hilkach is a very vague terminology. Hilkach Nasesh, Luchobesh, that's why it's really he's acting as both, kind of. Klomar, what's that mean, acting as both? It's a suffix, Kedemesayim, as it says. And therefore, therefore, it says, that, and as, as Isi Amar. Hulo datanina, anytime it says shlucho v'shlucha, is megreshe v'enu megreshe. It's almost like suffix megreshe. Now that it was chozer on the way. Okay? Full stop. Now I want to I want to bring the Korban Eida here. Uh, I know it's, it's digressing a bit from what we normally do, because it touches a bit on what um, what we had, uh, what, what Berla said um, last year. And he says as follows. What does it mean, naseh shlucho v'shlucha? According to Korban Eida, this is really going deep into the understanding of the debate between Rebbe, Rebbe and Rebbe Natan. I'll read you inside. It says, The wife made this guy as a shliach kabbalah. And the Baal made him as a shliach So this man stuck in the middle is wearing two hats. He's a shliach kabbalah and a shliach holacha. Because he says holach. So Rebbe sover, Isha ose shliach lakabel gita mishlucho. In other words, Rebbe holds, when she made him a shliach kabbalah, she made him a shliach kabbalah to accept it from whoever, either the husband or his shliach, even a shluch shel ba'ala. Hilkach, therefore, lo yachzor, he cannot be chozer, because michimata gite liyad ha-shaliach, migoreshet, as soon as he hits hand a shaliach, since he's wearing both hats, am shliach holacha and a kabbalah, he can give it to himself, if you like, and it's immediately migoreshet. 
That's why Rebbe says, even if he says, hey, lach, or holech, that's why he can't be choser. However, Rebbe Natan Sover, that when she made a Mashliach Kabbalah, she only made a Mashliach Kabbalah to accept it directly from the Baal. So, and now what happens is, when this individual is acting now as a Shaliach Holacha, well, he can act as Shaliach Kabbalah because he was only able to act as Shaliach Kabbalah to accept it directly from the Baal and not from the Shaliach. That's why his shlichut effectively annuls. It doesn't really annul it, but it makes it ineffective. But which is sort of fascinating in terms of because one of your questions you asked last last time, Dov, sorry, was is that one second, how can he undo the shlichut? What happens here? And uh, what uh, according to the Korban Ada's understanding of Sefta Gitin is it, it basically makes it not relevant anymore. The shlichot, if you like, is according to, Re- according to Rebbe Nat- uh, according to Rebbe Natan, is still there, but he was only able to act the shliach to accept it directly from the husband and not from the shliach. But now he's act- now this man in the middle is wearing two hats. She can't the shliach cholacha can kabbalah can accept the shliach cholacha because she's going to accept it directly from the husband. You know that's why the korbanon explains the debate. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but it was really worthwhile. Mitzvah Shem will see it in we have to get in in more detail. Okay, so now the Gemara says. You want to associate the debate between Rebbe and Rebbe Natan with Rebbe Yossi and Rebbe Huda. In other words, just as Rebbe Yossi says, if they were dealing with Gitin and Gitin Kedushin, and he gives the get or gives the, gives the Kesef Kedushin, he doesn't have to actually say anything. Why? Because the assumption is, I'm still oper- we're still operating under the uh, under conditions that we met. Meaning, I was going to give you a Kesef Kedushin, and now I'm giving it to you. Okay, so that would be, we're trying to associate that with Shittat Rebbe. Just, in other words, if the Shaliach comes and he's saying, I'm a Shaliach Kabbalah, even if he says Holech, the assumption is you're still operating under the same conditions as you presented yourself. In other words, everything's status quo, unless you explicitly say otherwise. That's what we're trying, that's how we're trying to associate Shittat Rebbe in the case of Gitin with, uh, with, um, with, sorry, with Rebbe Yossi in our, Mish- in our Mishnah. Or in, our, in the previous Gemara. Okay. Now the question is that also with work with Rabbi Natan. In other words, is Rabbi Natan like Rabbi Yehuda that that um, that the that uh, you'd have to stipulate otherwise? In other words, if you so, I'll just read you a bit of Reb Chaim. He says Rabbi Nachman da Palig Rabbi Mina make Rabbi Yosi da Menitin Lot Sverli the Lot Zarich Lefaresh. In other words. Uh, they'd have to actually explicitly stay otherwise. So that's the question. So Amar Rebbe Zira, he says as follows, Amar Zira, says, says, what do you mean? When did they cholek in our Mishnah? That's We've explained, if you remember the beginning of the year when I did Chazar on this, when is the machlok between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda and Amishna? That's only if they were no longer Oskim Yan. However, if they were still Oskim Yan, he wouldn't have to say, Harezi Giteh, this is your get. He wouldn't have to say that. The case here with the Shliach Olacha presents himself to the Baal should be equivalent to Oskim Yan. They're still dealing with the same matter. He hasn't talked about anything else. He says, I'm the Shliach of, of your wife. Okay. So, but nonetheless, even in that case, we still have a machlokim between Rebbe and Rebbe Nata. And says, 
So let me let me explain it again. We tried to associate the debate between Rabbi Reb, Yos and Rabbi Huda with the Machlon Rabbi and Rabbi Nata. Okay. The problem is what the Gemara says. You can't do that. You can't connect the two debates. Why? Because the Machlok between Rabbi, Rabbi Yos and Rabbi Huda is only if they were they, they, they were dealing with Yinyam Kirushin, started talking about something else, and came back to it. That's when the Machlok it is. If Beth Oskimba to Yan, you don't have to say anything. We assume this. We assume that what he's handing over is going to be Kesef Kirushin. But in other words, there's no machloka whatsoever. The case that we find the machloka with a shaliach of the wife presenting to the husband, he's saying, I'm a shaliach kabbalah for your wife. And the whole debate is when husband says, say, holech or something like that. But that's oskimbo toinyan. They're still engaged in the matter. Nonetheless, you still have a debate. So therefore, you can't, you can't connect the debate between Rebbe and Rebbe Natan to the debate now Mishnah Rebbe Yossi and Rebbe Huda. Because the debate now Mishnah is, is not regarding oskimbo toinyan. Um, is, is when it's not Oskimbo Tonyan, I should say, whereas the debate between Rebbe Nat and Rebbe, and Rebbe is even if they're Oskimbo Tonyan, we still have the debate whether we can simply say status quo, you know, we're looking, operating, we don't have to explicitly say anything. Okay, fine. Let's continue. So this is more of a question. Is this also Inya Matana? Okay, you know, if I send a, someone as a Shliach Kabbalah, and to and to accept a, a gift for me, and the person gives over the gift. Do we also still say the person can be chayzer until it reaches? Do we have the same idea that the 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 person giving over the gift can't be chayzer um, after he's handed over to the shliach kabbalah, if you like? Do we have another inyan shliach kabbalah in the concept of a matana? So so we say Adam shaliach lekabel davar the question is, how can someone possibly make a shaliach in the context of receiving of a matana? Why? Ari Reb Chaim. He says, Can I make a shaliach to receive something or do something that has no connection to me whatsoever? Meaning, the receipt of a gift has nothing to do with you. It's completely dependent on the giver of the gift. Now, how can I make a shaliach to do something that I that I myself have no control or no connection to whatsoever? Okay, so that's why it's saying that I don't understand. How can you? So, if the even if you make someone a shaliach, if you attempt to make someone a shaliach kabbalah for you for a gift. It's not considered shalach kabbalah, and the person who's giving the gift should be able to chose it because it's only really a gift once it reaches your hands. That's the that's the assumption of the Gemara. Now the question is, why does it work for a woman then? Because a woman, you could might also say the whole thing. It's dependent on her husband giving over the get. So how can you have this concept of shalach um, shalach kabbalah? So Amar le taman haTorah. So um, the, the, Gemara, the Gemara says Amar taman haTorah zichta sorry zichat ota begita vhi osa shalach lekabel devar she shehu shalach. However, so the Gemara says, let's differentiate between Matana and Get. Why? For a Get, it's considered, she can make a Shaliyah, the Varsha Hushela. Now, what does it mean, the Varsha Hushela? And there's three explanations I want to give. First is Rav Chaim. That is, I'll read you Rav Chaim inside. He says, In other words, by a, get, you, by a, a, a Matana, you can't make a Shaliyah Kabbalah. The shani get the get is different. Why? The Torah already is mezaka as part of the get. Because the get is written lishma for her. 
So she has a shaykhut already for the get. Uh, that's why she can make a shleach kabbalah. But from matana, which the person's got no shaykhus to, you can't make a shleach kabbalah. That's the way Reb Chaim differentiates. He says, get is a special inyan because already when it gets written for her lishma, she's got a shaykhus to get. That's why you can make a shleach kabbalah. In, interestingly, um, I'll read you Rosh Cerulea because he says another fascinating shot. He says, he says, you know, there's, what do I mean? The Torah zichta or tabigita, not gives her a chelik in the get like Reb Chaim says, but rather he says muterli nasel Torah zichta la. In other words, through a get, the Torah allowed her to get married. Veina baal noten las las chut. The baal's not giving her schut to get married. What's he giving her? He's just giving a sheet of paper. Diyavla el exerat melech. The capacity for her to get divorced is exerat melech. Meaning the decree from Gadash Baruch that through this piece of paper she can now get married. Um, that's why, because the Torah is almost the Torah itself, in Zaka, her this right through the means of a get, that's why you can make a shaliach um, to accept a get. So, it's a different shot. I think the simplest actual explanation, by the way, is probably the uh, the Pnei Moshe. He says, What I mean, the Torah zichtala, because she he, in other words, read the Pnei Moshe, you've got that in front of you. We've got a specific zerata katov that says she can make a shleach kabbalah. In other words, why can she make a shleach kabbalah? Because the Torah effectively says so. There's a zerata katov that the woman can make a shleach kabbalah, which you don't have in the concept of matanot. In other words, yes, you might say, in other words, according to the name Moshe, he might say, yes, she doesn't have a chilek in the get at all. Or you might not, he might not like 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 um, a, a opposite to Reb Chaim. Or he might not, he might say, I don't agree with the, the, the Rosh Cerulea that there's some sort of zikuim in Hashemayim zirat amelach. That's why she goes to the chelik. She has no chelik in. However, why can make a shiach kabbalah? Because it's zirat akatov. The Torah says specifically in this case, a woman can make a shiach kabbalah. Okay, that's why. Right. Th- those are three uh, three different opinions. We can explain what it means in that case. All right, let's continue. The odd minhada. I can also prove elsewhere where we have a. Um, that that um, that uh, that that so, but a person can be choyz therefore, okay. Um, so uh, I'll read Rav Chaim. But given that Rishimin and Da'af Bish Amar Amar Choyzerbo Nimtzad lately le Mekabel Shum Zchia Bezeh Mamon, that even though he says I want to give it to him, that the Mekabel has no Zchia Hilkach Lo Matz Le Meivad Ubal Faresh the Lord Dami Leget. It's explained how it's different again. You know, I'll, I'll leave Rav Chaim now. Anyway, let's continue. Od Min Hadid Amar Rav Yossi Rav Yaakov Baraz. Zavdi said, Rabbi Avaro said the same, Rabbi Yochanan. So furthermore, if someone says, I want to give a gift for, to my friend, and then ubikesh zorbo, and then he wants to be chozerbo, he can be chozerbo. In other words, there's going to be no zechia, he can be chozerbo. So the Gemara says, Kam Rabbi Yossi, Ama Im Rabbi Yaakov Bar Zavdi. The Amar, the Hin, the Hino Hin Sedek. It says it says in the Torah that you've got to be uh, the Torah says that hin sedek eifat sedek that hin understanding is hin means ken, meaning if you want to give a gift to someone, it has to be uh, straightforward. You know you can't you can't be deceptive. In other words, a reader behind koma how can it be chozer from wanting to give a give a give a give a gift? V'adar hin sedek she yeah it should be your hen shel chatzedek yes should be righteous and straight. So the Gemara says, no. In other words, when the person wanted to give the gift, initially his hen was Sedek. 
meaning he really truly wanted to give this person a gift. The issue of not being hensedic is if you're saying, I'd like to give you a gift, when really you have no intention of doing so. That's an issue of hensedic. However, he initially wanted to give the person a gift, but unfortunately, what a financial or situations changed. And therefore, now he can be chazer because he needs the money himself, for example. And that, would, that, that wouldn't be a violation of uh, the, the drash of chal, of hen sedek, the sedek. Okay? Because the hen sedek that the chachamim demand of an individual is at, when you say yes or no at the time, are you being sincere or not? And it could be very well when you want to give the gift, he was being sincere. Okay? Fine. Let's have a look at next halacha. Um, for this, I want to share the screen. Now, this is a very complicated mishnah. Reb Chaim explains like the rush. Um, if you learn Mishnah with Kati, explains like the Rambam, so it's going to be different. But, he, but Kati brings the rush in the extension there, if you, uh, if you do so. So let's have a look. So we'll get to actually the, the complicated parts a bit further into the Mishnah. Let's start at the beginning. Haminiach Isar, if someone leaves an Isar, that's just a coin, of Masashini, Vachalalav, and what he does, he puts aside a Isar. And that isar is to be used to mechalal master sheni money onto it. Okay, reader of Chaim. In other words, shabbat isar. So he's effectively, as he's taking his master sheni, he's mechalal on that coin. What happens? He goes to another place, and that coin's now inflated in value. What do we say now? So he says, So it's as if, so what we say is, since he, he used half the coin and half that coin of Kedushas Master Shani, well, the other half initially has is still considered Chulin. So if that coin inflates in value, now it's worth a Pundion, he still has half that coin, which is a half a Pundion, which is an Isar, on which to Mechalel his Master Shani. So effectively, he can, uh, he's Mechalel instead of one Isar, one and a half Isar through the process. Similarly, Abinach Pundion Vachalalav Chetzio, if he leaves a punyon, which is two asar, and he eats and he and he's being eating masasheni, he's transferring the kudusha onto that onto that coin, and he uses a half of it. He goes to another place, isar, and now that punyon is worth half its value. Well, he can't consume another isar's worth because the half a punyon left is now only worth a half an isar, not an isar. So therefore, chelalav odd plug. Okay, then therefore he can only consume now half an isar's worth of masasheni again, redeeming it onto that coin. Okay, here's the complicated one. Hameniach isar, as you can see here. Hameniach isar shemasasheni. What this means here, according to the Rush, is you've seen an Ma'aretz redeem an isar's worth of masasheni. Okay, this is a, bear with me. The question is, since you've seen the Ma'aretz put an isar's worth of masasheni, how much then can you assume a value is considered mutukanin? Okay. So important to appreciate, according to this the first opinion, as we'll see as we go through, is that if you see the Amaretz being Podemasasheni, you can assume he also was Mafrish Masarishon as well. Okay, so let's go step by step. If we go through the chart. So the answer is, asar, isar, isar. So let's explain it step by step. If you see him Podemasasheni, which is one Isar, then you know, well, Masasheni is a tenth. That means there must be, he was, he was Mafish Master Shani for another, against another nine. So, so far, altogether, we know that at least there's 10 Isar that are Mutukanin. Okay. However, since we make the assumption that Master Rishon was also separated, Master Rishon is, when, when, 
when, when I take Maser Shani, that's only after Maser Rishon has already been separated. So really, my 10 Isar is nine-tenths of the total amount that are going to be Mitukan. Okay, so I take my 10 and divide it by nine-tenths to see what's the total amount. The total amount is 11 and one-ninth. That's uh, mathematically, as you can see on the chart. Now, it's important to appreciate that the assumption is that, again, according to his opinion, if I see that Amaret Podem Masashini, I assume he's separated Masa Rishon. I've also assumed he's been Mafresh Trumat Maiser Mimakomacher. And I've also, I'm also assuming, it's a lot of assumptions according to Rush, that that Maiser Rishon, that's Matukan, has fallen back in. So, therefore, after we go through all the steps, according to the first opinion, it's 11 and one ninth of an Isar's value worth of product there, I can assume is all Mamash Matukan. Not Demai. I can assume it's absolutely Matukan. That's again because I saw him be put in one Isar's worth of Masashini. So if we go through it again, let's go through the steps. Masashini was worth one Isar. Therefore, I know for sure that Masashini was a tenth of something. So that means there's a nine Isar that's fine, which is again 10 Isar. But that 10 Isar was nine tenths of the, of the t- entire amount because it's after Masashini is only separate after Masashini. They separated. So after I then do the maths, it's all together 11 and one ninth. Now, how do I get what's a Chadasar Isar and a Chadimah Isar? Because how does that work? Because that doesn't sound like 11 and one ninth. That sounds like 11 and point one or something. So therefore, a Chadasar Isar is simply nine. What's a Chadimah Isar? Now, Reb Chaim explains it slightly differently, but he says, Chadimah Mikol. So one of all 10 is 1%. So it's not exactly one ninth, it's one tenth. The Gemara says Lodak. However, Kahati's explanation says it's Echad Mimea Milavar. It just like Chomesh is not really 20, uh, 20%, it's Milavar, meaning it's 20% once it's added on. So he says actually Echad Mime is 199th of Mikol Isar. He understands the Rush as being uh, Mikol, meaning all 11, which is. 11 or 99, which is one ninth. So that's how it gets pretty precise. Um, but anyway, that's, that's just to e- explain um, the mathematics, the mechanics behind it. Okay, let's just continue. Beit Shammai says, no, he says, asara, meaning what we can assume is, oh, we stop at this stage. Meaning uh, Beit Shammai disagrees. He says, just because you saw him do Podemasasheni, you can't assume he was Mafrish and Metaken Masarishon. So the only thing with Matukan is only 10. We have to stop over here. And Bethila says it makes a difference. He says, if you're talking about Vadai, which the Amaharites would, would treat much more, and obviously if you saw Amaharites being, being Podemasasheni of Vadai, then he would, we assume he took it very seriously. And you can make the assumption that he's also Mafrish Masarishon as well. And that's how you get to Chadasar, much like we saw here, which is really 11 and 1 ninth. However, if you saw him being Podemaster Shani of Demai, then we then we then the uh, Beit Hillel agrees with Beit Shammai in this context that we can't make assumptions that the Amarites would have also treated Mafresh Masarishon, and that's why you'd only uh, you don't, could only assume Tenisara Mutukanin. Okay, we'll stop here. That's again the way that I guess the Rush understands this Mishnah. If you've got a Mishnah, everyone explains. Oh, not everyone. But there are very other different explanations in terms of actually going this Mishnah. But again, we'll just try and keep this here. Um, as simple as possible. <laughs> All right. Cold tour of everyone. Have a good day.